Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Ruby. And we are The Duality Project. And you're listening to The Self-Study Podcast. The Duality Project is empowerment from the inside. We seek to live life on purpose so that we can more intentionally and intimately show up in our relationships and our communities. With a healthier perspective on self-development, we offer the self-study program, self-study coaching, Heartland, the online community, the My Self-Study Practice Guided Workbook and Journal, and this podcast to support you in bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Through exploration and awareness, you'll discover a deeper understanding of yourself to become happier, healthier, and more grounded. We're so glad you're here. (laughs) We truly are. Um, Welcome to season number two. First things first. You know, like, what's up? First things first. Welcome to season number two. We're so glad that you've been here with us through season number one. And if you haven't been, no worries. It's up and available and you can listen to it you know, at any time. We've been doing this for a whole year. (gasps) Ruby, we've intentionally been trying to celebrate more and we didn't celebrate that. Well, I don't recall the exact date, but let's celebrate now. We've been doing this for a whole year. Incredible. Go Go us. us. We're really proud of us. And also today, a really exciting thing that's happening today is that the 2023 cohorts of the self-study program start today. So we're just really having a really great day and we're glad to be here um, talking about the topic of the day, which is what, Ruby? Duality. Why are we called the Duality hmm. Project? What is duality? Where does nuance live? How do we access it? What does that look like? What is yes and mean exactly? Or like yeah, either so- or. You know, yesterday I was on social media and... Um, Our astrologer, Chani, posted the hill that every sign will die on. And um, my sun sign's a Gemini. Kate's moon sign is a Gemini. And for Gemini, it was either or. And we were like, oh, you don't mean the yes and that we have tattooed on our physical bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Or the name of our business. (laughs) Or the name of our business. Come for us, Chani. Yeah, really trolled by the astrologers sometimes. <laughs> they have a way, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's do, obviously, before we dive into the theme of the podcast, we got to do our little housekeeping. Um, Ruby, you go first. Tell us about okay. Heartland. <laughs> um, Heartland. Heartland is our online community that you can join. Your first week is free, and then it's only $7 a month after that. And let me tell you what we're doing in Heartland. We have a personal daily diary diary self-study journal in there where you can daily log your feelings and your needs and what you're getting present to and have it as a resource for reference. Um, it's a really great way to touch base with yourself. Additionally, it's a community. So you get to communicate with other people in the co- in the community. Wow. Community. Community. Communicate. Community. <laughs> it's a community where you talk to the community because we all need community to feel good about our about communities. Community. <laughs> um, we have a place to share gratitudes. We have a challenge going on all the time. So there's like reminders to stay active in your self-study practice. We have... A mug club channel which is incredible you just share a picture of your favorite mug 
Kate has her Catherine Moore mug out with her today. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. Um, and also, we are launching a book club in Heartland quarterly. And our first book will be all about love by Bell Hooks. So get it. Check it out. Start reading it. Join Heartland. We'll see you for book club. Yeah, it's but the book for me has been like so beautifully affirming in like um in my experience and then also just like my ethos towards the world and um sometimes something that's hard for me is like recognizing like wow i do this like this and not everybody else does and so a word that ruby and i use a lot that's something that we want in relationship and honestly i think your mom taught me this to ask for this and to like a request not to request this but to name this as a need is like generosity in my friendships i want a spirit of generosity in my um romantic relationships i want a spirit of generosity um and that that's a need that i have because it is the way that i operate in the world and so in order for me to feel like reciprocity in my relationships um that needs to be something that that i'm getting to receive is generousness so I just am really loving the book, and I'm oh, excited for us to talk about okay, it. Okay, what's our second announcement? Um, n- our next announcement. I already made this announcement, but the self study the self study programs begin today. So we're so excited to have those um, beginning <laughs> today. Not today that you're listening to this, but the day that <laughs> we're recording this. Right, 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 right. Good point. Good point. Good point. They've started. For if you're listening, they've started. And um, yeah, thrilled to be in community in this way. Um, I am taking a break from social media because we've started the program. Um, And I feel really excited to be off of the doom scrolling because like really that is like negatively impacting my health. And so it's so, so cool to uh, replace that with actual community because I've been missing that. So yay for Heartland, yay for the self-study programs. Um, yeah. Also, telling. so since you're listening to us here on this podcast, we are so excited to share that we are also going to put out, like what, Ruby, a limited <laughs> limited release, a limited edition, a short series podcast um, that we're, obviously we're going to talk about it a little bit today, but it's going to be called the duality of harm and healing, um, in regards to the fitness yoga wellness industry. Something that we are wildly passionate about is, um, the, both the beautiful healing that can take space, uh, within the industry of fitness, yoga, wellness, um, within these communities like haven't you been to a beautiful beautiful space that is filled with people who are doing their best to care for you and care for themselves that is an incredible thing that um can be offered via fitness yoga wellness and when we come to the industry um personally i have been wildly harmed by the industry that promotes diet culture, weight loss, you need to look a certain way, you need to wear a certain kind of clothes, here's the goals that we expect from you. If you are not drinking enough green juice, then you're not a good enough of a person. If you're not 
doing this, then you're not good of enough as a person. So it's like, it's so wild how those things live alongside each other. And then Ruby and I just got off of a Instagram live where we were talking about, um, that it's almost like this, this expectation that you can like willpower yourself out of. So like for those of us who are like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't participate in diet culture. So I don't go to the gym to like get skinny or whatever. That's great. And it's all fine and good to go to the gym for your own reasons. And you know, that like promote your health and your well-being and all of that. And when you're going somewhere and the majority of what they're talking about is like, oh, do 10 more of this to earn your weekend or because you did this, now you should be doing this, you know, like whatever. (laughs) Crumbs are not cake. (laughs) You know, but like... um. Like, like you can't willpower yourself out of getting a regular message over and over and over and over because like there's, it's little, little T traumas all the time. There's like, if you think of like uh, big T traumas, big T trauma is like something happens, a, an instant happens and the way that you process it or literally don't process it turns that into a trauma situation. And and it's like, we think of that as like an instantaneous sort of thing. Little T traumas are moving, are microaggressions. It's moving through the world on a regular basis, getting the same message over and over and over and over. Um, And then eventually you just kind of start to like internalize that and you believe it. And that's why we have internalized biases even if we fall into that group of people. So like, so for me, I can logically go, it's so fucked up when people tell women that we're too much, right? And every time somebody legitimately does tell me that I'm too much, because that literally happens an obnoxious amount of times in a week, um, it fucks me up a little bit. Even though I can cognitively understand that's shitty, my experience is, ouch, that really fucking hurts every time. And I'm tired of hearing that. And like, is that true that I'm too much? You know, so like every time I'm having to like overhaul my system, poor Ruby, you know, I'm having to call Ruby and be like, am I too much? And she's like, I love you so much, you know, but anyways, so my point is, is that you can't like willpower yourself out of harm. It's the spaces need to evolve and change in order for the healing power of wellness, yoga, yoga in the United States specifically is what we know about, and fitness, like in order for those things to actually be a space of healing, shit has got to change. And so that's what this new podcast is gonna all be about. Because, and what I really want to highlight is like every trainer, every yoga teacher, every wellness person that you talk to, if you're like, why did you get into this industry? They're like, I want to help people. And so what we truly believe in is that the intention is good. The impact is often very bad. And it doesn't have to be that way because we can adjust. We can adjust how we do things so that it more easily 
or not more easily um, so that it aligns with our intention. And honestly, that is the entire work of the duality project. We say that um, so that who you want to be aligns with how you actually show up in the world. So this is um, that topic uh, narrowed down and specifically talking about the duality of harm and healing within the fitness, yoga, wellness. Industry. Yeah, and what I want to say about that too is if you are less familiar with Kate and myself and our background, this is literally the work that we did and have proof for through our own brick and mortar fitness studio, yoga studio businesses. So it's like we've been there, we've done it, we know it's possible, it exists, and redefining these spaces and systems starts with redefining the systems within ourselves and like what we think about things and we, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear us say we do it together as a reminder that we're not alone. And, you know, I love your example, Kate, about, what was your example? About which wing? About willpowering your way through. Uh, well, we talked about it on Instagram today, and then also I was like, if you like, if you're just going to the, oh, gym, the gym to like f- feel good, for yeah, yourself. I loved your example yeah. of that. <laughs> Lol, that I couldn't like articulate it. But another example too, you know, like if you've ever, if you have ever yourself gotten over counting calories, but then you go to lunch with a friend who wants to talk about how much, how many calories are in their food. I don't know about you, but like for me, there's automatically, I have to go back to that version of myself and like give her a little pep talk that like, we don't have to do that. We don't have to go there. We don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to. And so the way that we do it, you know, like for ourselves gets to leave more space for other people. We do it to, you know, we do it on our own for the sake of all and we do it together so that we're not alone. And redefining these spaces starts with us as individuals and we feel very passionate about the need for this and also that the possibility and like the potential for success literally exists we know because we've lived it and so this um limited series podcast is our call to action and also education information to you if you're someone who like loves wellness and you're you want you know like you want to be more well you want to take care of yourself you want to be healthy you want you like to move and work out and also for those who are in positions of power which means like teachers instructors uh studio owners corporate fitness entities all of these things totally yeah, so we're really excited to bring that because that is like, like I told Ruby, I was like, for me, there's like one, there's something missing in like what we're doing right now. And then in a, in a five minute conversation, we were like, let's do this. So um, we're really excited to bring that offering and then also to bring um, with that some workshops around that. So um, for continuing education credits, you'll be able to apply for things like that. Um, once we get those Stay workshops tuned. into your inbox. Stay tuned. Um, so, yeah, in season number two, what What's can we expect, Ruby? Like? So today, yeah, we're going to kind of give you the rundown on who we are. And even if you, like, already feel like, oh, you have a good grasp of, like, who we are, you've been following around for a while – hang out and listen. Um, We have not done an episode like this yet, and I'm really excited to talk about nuance and duality. Moving forward in season two, we are 
thrilled that we're going to have some guests on the podcast for some of our themes. So if there is a guest that you want to hear us speak to or a specific topic that you want to hear about, please direct them to our inbox, either at my self-study practice on Instagram or our email connect at the duality or hop into Heartland and let us know. And so like with season two, as we bring on yeah. guests, you know, season one, we really went through each theme and laid it out for you, had dialogue around it, offered you some practices. For season two, we will, from our end, still be following the framework of the themes and also bringing in our guests and having more nuanced and niche discussions around what they are experts in and creating those connections between that and a full rounded self-study practice through the lens of whatever theme is next. Yeah. So things like, great. So how does the idea of accountability show up in my self-study practice? Well, we're going to be talking to so-and-so on that season, you know, like on that month um, about how does accountability show up for your self-study practice or like sex and pleasure? How does that show up in your self-study practice? How does um, dating and themes that we have coming up like work, you know, like dating and entrepreneurship or like balancing work life balance, these sorts of things. Um, Friendship, leadership, yeah, spirituality, music, business. Yeah. 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 Wow. So for real, like send us the topics that you want to hear about (laughs) and, you know, like know that they can be whatever it is in life that you're like, I would like to hear more about this. Or also like, does this relate to a self-study practice? Can we talk about it? We'd love to. Yeah, totally. And also I'll go ahead and tell you like, yeah, it relates. It's life, ain't it? (laughs) Everything relates. It's life. Welcome to it. Um, Okay. So, so yeah, um, we're going to do a little, um, we wanted to read to you today. So when we, <laughs> when we branded, like when we branded the duality project, we were in, um, we used to lead some retreats called heartfelt that, I mean, we still do, but we'll talk about those. Um, and one time we were at a heartfelt retreat and we decided like, we wanted to get really clear on like what, are we do like what are because at the time we both had our own businesses and then it was just like Kate and Ruby are also doing this you know these like retreats and stuff and so we wanted to get clear on like what are they what are we doing what is this work that we do together outside of our movement spaces so we created what I really still feel this was 2016 so what I still feel like is so grounding to the work that we do now. Um, You can find this on our website um, because it really is like the foundation. It really is the foundation. Um, So yeah, who we are is light and dark. We are students and teachers. We are strong and soft. We have fun and are challenged. We are hard workers and masters of flow. We are both feminine and masculine. We are grounded and growing. We are courageous and doubtful. 
We are experts and beginners. We are givers and receivers. We are consistent and spontaneous. We are open and set clear boundaries. We are vulnerable and powerful beyond measure. We are love and fear. We are not right or wrong. We are not pretty or ugly. (laughs) We are not good or bad or better than. Duality does not separate us. It makes us who we are. We are duality. When we recognize this duality, we are able to powerfully hold space for each other with empathy and understanding. When we see the whole picture, both the light and the dark, we're able to meet each other exactly where we are because at the core, we are all of these things. We are all duality. I love that so much. I love the 2016 Kate and Ruby who put this into words. Me too. Because it really And I really remember sitting down... You remember that Chickamauga? What was the name of that, where that house was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Chickamauga Lake. Okay, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Wait. In Tennessee. It was? <laughs> the house we went to several times. Yeah. Yeah, it was just outside of Cleveland, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, sometimes the Southeast really all just like blurs together for me and I'm like, just down there somewhere. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember us sitting there and, and like really fleshing that out and getting really clear on like what's allowed in our presence, honestly. And I love that we were able to name like Uh, A word that Ruby and I are really enjoying today is robust. And we really named like a depth. And I appreciate that about us. Me too. And love what that has offered um, our work and our containers. And and even like um, the, the people who engage. I'm so thrilled, Ruby. The group of people for the All Y'all cohort this year is so fun. Like, our age ranges from, like, 25 to 65. We've got just, like, all sorts of people in there. And I, I just can't – I just can't wait for – I just can't wait. I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. more about, like – um, where were we coming from? You know, like when we were like, we want to articulate this and you've, we've spoken to it just a little bit so far, but let's, let's talk more about like, what was it? You know, like, why do we think it felt so important for us to come together when we had our own businesses in totally separate cities and totally separate states? What was that? Hmm. Well, for starters, I definitely think it was a universe thing for both of us. Because both of us on the same day were like, hey, we want to be friends and work together, okay? You know, and like, that's so cute that we like, had a vibe. Caught a vibe. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? I'm having a little memory. What? Okay, so. Our meeting at the jam? No, before that. No. (laughs) So, I had been like, I just kind of want to have like a retreat. And... A, a mutual friend acquaintance that we had had told me like, well, you just need to have a retreat. And so 
I should have just done it on my own, but I used the network and partnership that I had at the moment. And I was like, I'm putting together a retreat. This is happening. And Kate came to the retreat. And I remember after that, um, you're welcome to speak or not to, to whatever shifts and changes (laughs) happen. But I remember after that, us connecting and being like, cool, I really like you. We are really on the same page. We really need to be doing this, the two of us together. I think like we want the same stuff, which Mm -hmm. is so cool that we could like see that. I mean, obviously it was apparent and we've grown so much since 2016. And so it's like, and that was probably like in 2015. But your retreat was 2015. Yeah, 2015. And that we were able to like see. No, it was 2014. 2014. Yeah. And that in 2014, we were able to, like, see and recognize in each other, like, we're up to the same shit. Big, big picture. Yes. Yeah, totally. I know, right? And it wasn't like, we didn't have all, we didn't have all our values written down. We didn't have all of our, like, you know, mission statement and all of that. We just had caught a vibe. (laughs) I love that. Truly. Yeah, I, what Ruby is speaking to is that I went there knowing that I had to break up with my boyfriend at the time. And really, truly, um, spe- we're going to speak to some full full, full circle moments um, in a minute. But, like, uh, I am back in the town where my hometown and also the place where we met. Um, and so I really have been thinking about him a lot. And um, we broke up right after that retreat. Bless his heart. He came to pick me up from the gym that I had literally, like, just opened I think, Ruby, it was that weekend before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I think everything we've done has been the weekend before Thanksgiving, ever since then. But he, like, came to pick me up from the gym, and he was like, I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, we got to break up. And he was like, I thought you were going to come back feeling from this <laughs> retreat feeling better. And I was like, I, I do. do feel better. <laughs> and bless his heart, you know, like... He so badly wanted to get married and have babies, and he has that now. And, like, what a beautiful thing that the retreat that you knew that you had to lead has led us both to feeling, I mean, I don't know how he feels, but he is gotten what he told me that he wanted, you know. Um, I believe him to be happily married, and I always knew he was going to be a great dad, and I imagine that he is being a great dad. And I love that for him. And I love that I'm not the mother of his children. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, like, you mentioned, like, we caught a vibe. We were like, you're up to the same stuff. Like, and what I mean by that is, like, Kate and I, our work has been in, like, the fitness space for a decade at this point Mm -hmm. and I really forget that sometimes yeah and so like yeah we both came from movement backgrounds through dance and sports and um other layers of like performance and that means that we were as children and teenagers and young adults like immersed in the depths of early two, in the 90s, duality of harm and healing 90s and 2000 early 2000s diet culture and mm. so i feel like for for me i can speak for me but i do feel like for both of us we we kind of had this like 
I can fix it mentality. Like, you know, like we talked mm-hmm. earlier about willpower. It's like, I can fix it. I can do it. I can like figure this out mm-hmm. for myself and like be good and be a good person. And like people will like me and be successful and whatever. And and we both really knew I can create a space that's better than anything I've ever been offered. And I and something we both know for ourselves is that um, in Ruby's way, Ruby created a studio that little Ruby needed. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in my way, I know that I created a gym that if I had been offered any kind of space like that in my earlier years, um, things would have been different for me. Oh, it's so tender and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like we created spaces that we needed to heal ourselves. Yeah. And, by, and in doing that, we created spaces where other people were able to heal as well. Yeah. And because we were in the industry, there's no way that we could have, um, we weren't excluded from, do you know what I'm saying? Like people still came, people still came to get Fit 615 thinking that they were going to come there and get smaller. You know what I mean? Well, and like, that's like the way that our culture is, which is part of why it's so Mm -hmm. important that we, like we said earlier, that we each are doing our own work and that the space is therefore doing the work so that then we have containers for other people to Mm -hmm. earn, unlearn the toxic beliefs that we're spoon fed from every direction, you know? And it's like Mm -hmm. no one person's fault, you know, like it's not my mom's fault that, I thought that I couldn't have anything more than a slim fast for breakfast. I don't blame my mom. My mom wanted us to be healthy. I really blame media, diet culture, the bigger mm-hmm. picture, and the propaganda. Though, totally. And in this like specific dynamic, what I love about my mom is like I can say that to her. We can have this conversation. She has we've both grown so much through it and because I've really gotten fired up about like it's important that we all undo this for ourselves in order to all see things more clearly. She has gotten to untangle some of that too. And so it's just like the way that we all help each other when we stay in relationship with each other and like see things honestly and clearly. Mm-hmm. And like we were both in a place of like trying to fix it. And and honestly, until I opened my studio, which was a few af- years after Kate opened her gym. So it was like early 2017. I was really like still doing the diet culture thing and like not quite at peace in my body with my body. And then I opened my business and y'all honestly, for me, it was the catalyst. Yes, of course the type of space I created was the catalyst for my shift, but honestly, just the sheer action of opening the business, I remember being like, ah, I don't have the bandwidth to, to be picky about what I eat. I hardly have time to eat. I'm opening a damn business. I've literally, I never thought I'd be making a blueprint or like hiring people or like whatever. Like the capacity to like be particular or like try to count my count, cal- like the space in my brain no longer existed for that. And so I was like, mm-hmm. something's got to go. Clearly that's out. So clearly we're done with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and the days where it was like, I have to eat something. This is what I fucking have. Like, you know, like, I can't faint at work. (laughs) So I have to eat, you know? Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. that giving, like, my brain the proof that, like, oh, 
nothing bad happened. And like what I want to speak, I don't know, whatever. I don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now. Join the duality of harm and healing when we have the podcast. And this is like where we came from, you know, and, and it's probably like either where you've come from or where you are in like the wellness industry, because it's the way it's set up. And so we started the duality project knowing like, okay, well, there's got to be a better way. And like, we are leaning in. And so we started having heartfelt left and right. We had one year we scheduled five of them. It was the first year we had two. And then the next year we were like five. And then we were like, whoa, Ruby and I had to have a whole year of fun (laughs) where we were like, okay, girl, because it was like we would have a retreat. The retreat would be Friday night, all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. And we would drive. We would teach classes on Friday morning at our spaces. We would drive Friday afternoon. We would start, we would set up and start the retreat to be Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And then it would end at noon on a Sunday. We'd both drive home and then we'd get back to our studios the next day. And like, like, I don't know what happened, but eventually we were like, fuck this. You know, like, when are we having fun in our lives? And, And something like that people would say to me, like, from an external perspective is they'd be like, Kate, like, uh, like for instance, people would go, Kate, what do you do? Um, like, uh, basically they thought the gym was just like my fun side hustle and, uh, be, and, and they felt there was a lot of like, people would say to me a lot of like, wow, it must be nice. Or, um, that was one I remember a lot. Wow. It must be nice. Because my life is was things that I was choosing. I want. I loved the gym. I loved being at the gym. I had so much fun at the gym, and enjoying your job, enjoying your work, having fun at work is not the same as having uh, like a fulfilling, fun personal life. And like Ruby and I did so much stuff together. Like we were having phone calls about our work, you know, cause we were both business owners. So we were always talking about business. Um, but we were never talking about like our friendship really. And then it was like, all of a sudden we realized like, wow, we're connected in this way, but we're not necessarily connected in this other way. Like everything was just kind of like work related, Um, and yeah, we had to get really, we got real on ourselves one year about like, we're fucking having fun. So what we did was we'd add like an extra day onto the end of a heartfelt for us to go to the lake. And that really was so fun. And also one day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, LOL, it was a really a moment where we were like, we started this because we were like, we want to be friends, but now it's like, we don't give ourselves any time to be friends. And we would like schedule Mm -hmm. like... Like, we were just talking about the the trip when we got our tattoos that say yes and. And I can't recall. This might have been the first trip that we took where we were like, we're not working. Like, this is a fringe trip. No, because, I think we were working because remember we went to that bar with our laptops. Okay, you're right. So, like, we would do this thing where we'd be like, we'll meet up in Chattanooga or we'll meet up, like, halfway or I'll come to you or you come to me to to work. And it's so cute, you know, because it's the part of us that was like... I have to be working to be, like, doing something worthwhile. Yeah. Or, like, to be doing something valuable. And so we were like, well, 
we'll work and we enjoy each other's company and like call it a pass. But then eventually we were like, no, like we're trying to be friends. And so thankfully now we have such clear boundaries with that with ourselves that we can like spend time together. And like, honestly, now it feels like if we want to talk about work, it doesn't have to consume things, but also like we know how to like only be friends, which is so fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fun. Well, really it has evolved. Um, I, Okay, so I want to talk about, um, I really want to presence, like, a main thing that uh, we recognized, and I really think that this brought us together, is that we had, we have always felt really present to, aware of um, the... How, how the industry and how, like, and how we had been, uh, how we felt the pressure to always be in a space of you're trying to fix something. So, like, even when it came to, uh, like, your self-study practice, it was always, like, I'm trying to fix something about myself so that, therefore, I can show up in my life. And you and I felt really clear that, like, that's bullshit. Because here we are. You know, like, here are we we are coming from a place of, like, actually, don't say that to me, please. Because I am trying not to go down a shame spiral of having to count my calories. And I would like to experience this lunch with you in a fun way. Please don't count your calories in front of me. You know, so we were coming from a place of... Um, I'm trying to shift something for my health, for my well-being, for my so that I can feel more access to like my goodness. And so really we started all of this stuff because we wanted to um, offer both to ourselves and to anybody who came into contact with us, like um, no matter where you're at, you have goodness. And so like something that I feel, um, well, again, never mind. I'm gonna we can talk about that in the Duality of Harm and Healing podcast. But yeah, we wanted to um I feel like we wanted to come together because we wanted to teach people that like and ourselves, like the shame spiral isn't helping you. Mm-hmm. There's another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recognize how much like we're both very curious individuals and yeah, like when I'm reflecting back in like the timeline of our work together, we really from the get go embodied no better, do better before it was like a trendy mm-hmm. phrase because it was really like we were coming and we still like we come from as humans this like really um, pure and idyllic like we both have this like pure and idyllic like piece of us that's like it can it can be better it should be better what can we do to make it better better. it can be better it should be better what can we do to make it better and so like I also just want to point to and recognize how like over the years we've both encountered personal challenges that then the way that we've chosen to handle it as individuals has been proof for the other that like hey I can trust you like you're still in it with me we're still in it together and what I mean by that is like we led a few years of just heartfelt and then because of what we're talking about right now we were like okay well this is all cool and like heartfelt was a lot of people who attended our businesses and that's very impactful and what we recognize is that we have to get a tier 
up into like who's creating the systems in the other spaces these people are going to. So we hosted a two years of a leadership retreat um, where we talked about things a little more related to business and leadership and still within the framework of a self-study practice. Mm -hmm. And well, and you and I were really clear that like we recognize we're in positions of power within this industry because we are studio owners. Mm -hmm. So what what could be possible because we have the power now? Mm -hmm. And that was really I feel like when we decided whatever it was that propelled us to like do the leadership retreat was like we were both going through a major growth spur in our understanding of that kind of like privilege power like where we fall on the spectrum of things what is it that has been missing in our spaces what knowledge has been missing to the people that we teach what knowledge has been missing in our own lives and Mm -hmm. yeah the leadership retreat again you know like over and over the work we do is like what we need (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is so cool and what a gift to like be in that kind of work and so uh yeah, what we do with the Duality tra- Project took on this shape, new shape uh, around like 2018, 2019 of the leadership retreat. And we had Rachel Cargill come speak in Nashville. And we had Rachel mm-hmm. Ricketts come to Athens and do a workshop. And um, we, oh yeah, even at the leadership retreat, we had a local leader at Vanderbilt what's her name Crystal what's Crystal's name yeah Crystal Clark she came and did like strings finder um my sister came and spoke about like uh what like her expertise in psychology and like what that looks like in the Mm -hmm. workplace and Jess Thompson came and and spoke and she um she owns get fit 615 now um did uh did Rob speak at the leadership retreat or no I don't think so I don't think we were in community yet on the wellness panel like on the panel maybe I can't recall I don't think so but this was like um, a, a season for the duality project where we were really like calling people in you know and I feel like for both of us it was like not an aha we've all, I feel like we've both always been clear and curious about like I don't know everything like there's there are people who obviously like no things that I want to know, but that we were like, okay, we've got to like, we can't be the only people mm-hmm. funneling the information. So we're bringing the people to the people. Yeah. And, and I think like something that felt, um, I feel like the aha that you're speaking to for me was like, oh my God, there's already so much language around my experience. So like what I learned for myself is, uh, I was, I had like all this like body image healthism stuff. And then I was like, oh my God, there's language for this already. Like orthorexia is an eating disorder that is when like, so a lot of people know about bulimia, anorexia. Orthorexia is this obsession with health and it comes from a system called healthism. And that comes from an oppressive system called anti-fat bias. And so like, it was so refreshing and healing for me Mm. to realize like I'm actually not alone in this there's already language for this and can you imagine the healing possibility 
the healing potential if all of this language got to trickle down some more from like academia and psychology and all of this into the boots on the ground fitness yoga wellness professionals and so we were like we're the boots on the ground people you know like let's go we've pulled our bootstraps up our boots are on the ground yeah (laughs) pull up your boots and put them on the ground put your feet on the ground yeah and that felt so empowering to me um something that then you know that i didn't realize going into learning a lot of that language though was how um For many people that felt divisive because it was up against the stuff that they were teaching in their classes or the ways that they ran their business and that that felt, um, you know, for some people affronting and like, uh, yeah, affronting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like obviously you're hearing how impactful movement, our fitness spaces, like all of our intention, which is why like the duality of harm and healing as this workshop that we do, as the podcast that we're going to produce feels so near and dear and close because it's like that is the origin story. The origin story is yeah. we fell in love with movement at a really young age and we – then like felt the call to embodiment, you know, to like not feel like a separate entity from our bodies. And so then it became, it started this like snowball of like, okay, so then like, here's where we are and this is where we're going. And how do we like bridge that gap, which, you know, is what we do. We help bridge gaps between how we know something can exist and where we're at right now. Um, And so. And also I, I had a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, it just like what you're speaking to is it, in speaking to, like, I don't want to feel detached from my body. What I feel in my body again right now is this just like tenderness towards, um, you know, my 20 something self that knew I fucking make a difference. So what am I going to do with all that power? I'm going to make a difference. And, um. I I uh, wrote down in my journal a, a while ago. I can't remember like what sparked it, but like um, I never want to be uh, somebody who makes somebody younger than me feel like they can't do what they're trying to do. I never want to be somebody who tells a teenager, "You're doing too much. You there's no way you could do that." Like, I never want to be somebody who squashes somebody else's hope because hope is what drives somebody's ability to do what the fuck they're trying to do. So, like, shut up. (laughs) Well, we were talking the other day about, you know, like, there is so much tenderness and just, like, the hope Mm -hmm. in being a Mm 24-year-old. Ugh. And yes. I feel, like, reconnected to it more than I have in the last few years. And there's just, like, something, you know, I'm, like, 
some old people like get all old people you know we're 30 i know get all caught up (laughs) caught up in like the good old days and to me it's like whatever that could be anything could be happening but it's that like feeling of like i can do it this like hope yes that like i wish i could bottle up and bring with me and then like that's what this work gives us the opportunity to do is like stay connected to that and like um be with ourselves through the evolution and also through like the ebbs and flows and also through like the Mm -hmm. directionality and like the resurgence of and you know like I think I can speak for both of us when I say like we have had a resurgence of hope in the last 10 months (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes and it feels good because yeah like something that I'm speaking to is the way that like we feel like you know like there were there were t- one time I sent out an email. This was in 2020. And I sent out an email and I was like, y'all, to a bunch of like my peers in the fitness industry. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. You know, like all of this racial uprising, all of this shit. This is what I've been talking about. Like, can you please? And I, I invited uh, like literally, y'all, like 20 or 30 Nashville powerhouses of people to come to the gym so that we could just have office hours and talk like how does the fitness industry how do we belong here and how are we part of the problem and how can we be part of the healing and i invited all these people including the people who worked at my gym to come for for office hours like to talk to me and um to talk with me to talk with each other who wants to do what how are we how are we going to do things and meanwhile um you know, for the past two years, these people had been invited to the leadership retreat. So it's like, I had been trying to do this with a lot of these people. I invited all these people to show up at the gym. Uh, Not a single fucking person responded to my email and not a single fucking person showed up to my, um, to the gym for, to have those office hours, except for um, my team. You know, and like the people who already worked at the gym, who were around this conversation every day, who were who were in the practice of bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Those were the people who showed up. And then I, I'm pretty sure there was also a um, I had been like and also there was like a rally that day or a march or um, a protest, like something was happening that day. And I was like. Let's all come and we'll really talk about it and then we'll all go. And, you know, uh, I had been going to a bunch of rallies and protests and I knew that, um, you know, like going to something like that for your first time is like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. And I was like, you can come with me. And I felt like I had really invited all these people to come. And I felt like this is going to be so great, you know, to have to really have a showing up and showing out of um, these powerhouse fitness leaders in Nashville and not a single person showed up. And so like that was so defeating. Disheartening. I was so disappointed. Yeah. And I felt like people who had been like, um, they're like, yeah, I love what you're doing that, you know, like this is great, blah, blah, blah. But like, it felt like, oh wow, you're not actually like really in this with me in the way that I am and that sucked. Yeah, I did a similar thing in Athens and one person responded to my email and it was basically like, yeah, not right now, but later maybe we could go for a walk. 
And I and I was just like, no, okay. And what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so I guess one thing I want to say is that if you have somebody in your life who is fired up about something important, it means the world for you to show up. Like, say, even if you're like, um, even if you're like, oh, I don't think it's going to work or like, you know, whatever, um, your presence reminds that person that they can keep going. Mm -hmm. And even if you're like, I don't want to do it, let them do it and empower them to do it by just showing up. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What I'm hearing in our timeline too, you know, because like, then I feel like energetically there was a, a little bit of a shift with us. Also, you know, it was uh, 2020. So shit had hit the fan. Shit was all over the place. Yes. But that we yes. were able to, I feel like from those experiences, we were like, okay, what is missing? And then we were like, okay, what is it about being human being, like human beings that like, what does that look like? So if we... Yes, of course, it needs to be integrated into these spaces of fitness and wellness. But what does it just look like on like a baseline level? And that's when we created the self-study program. Like that's when we created the self-study practice, like the nine themes, like we got really clear. And 2021 was like our first round of it. And that was like a major shift for us in our work. And we even tried to rebrand, you know, we were like, okay, well, the duality project has so much to do with fitness. Like we're going to be the way of being and we're going to do this, this like program under this or whatever. And that lasted like a year. And then we're like, yeah, but like the duality project is who we are, but we'll keep the program because awesome. And we really got articulate and like clear about like, okay, these are the themes. This is what it, this is what it is. This is what it looks like to go step-by-step, also in a continuous loop, also in an integrated way through Mm -hmm. these recurring themes in what it means to grow and be human. Yeah. And, like, um, a a major thing that we, that, that, like, we speak to, like, the, or we've learned to speak about, like, it's one thing to have a business that, or, or whatever, a community, whatever it is, that has all these values. It's a great thing to write down your values, to know what your values are. However, if you are not embodying those values, then with all due respect to the values that have been written down, they're bullshit. Because there's not... Um... Okay, here's what I mean by that. Um, it's like... When you have a parent that tells you how much they love you and how proud they are of you, and in the very same breath, they criticize you endlessly. It's like, do you really love me? And are you actually proud of me? Or do you think I'm a piece of shit? Because at this point, I kind of can't tell. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you been through something like that? <laughs> Or you have, um, you know, it's like in public, so you you have this experience of somebody being like, um, oh, yeah. Okay, so here's one. Um, I have a dear um, friend whose dad um, was in politics and, and 
And as far as like the public facing thing goes, this person was really progressive, really made some great sweeping changes, blah, 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 schmerz, schmerz, great for the community. This person experienced their dad as being garbage. And so that's a really hard thing for him to hold because it's like, that wasn't actually like the policies that my dad was involved in are not actually the policies that I experienced at home and in relationship with this person. So um, we see a lot of that. And we were going like, oh my God, this is a gap for people because they want to put in these beautiful systems. But then when it comes down to it, you got to be about the systems before you can make them actual systems. Yeah, because so it's we like... we realized all this work is actually just internal work. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think we've had known all along and um, classic Kate and Ruby fashion. We are always going big and then like scaling it back. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we do that. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's like what you're talking about. It's like you can't have values as an entity if they don't align with the values of the people within that like organization or institution. And upholding that is is a lot you know like bridging the gap is a lot and we really recognize that which is also why like the work that we do we strive to do in a way that creates a generous and graceful container because we don't need to be more hard on ourselves we're already hard on ourselves we need to be willing to take the steps to bridge the gap and leave the hard on ourselves behind yes because ultimately the heart on ourselves is actually, um, it doesn't actually work like um, fertilizer. It works like a trap. Ruby, I would love to know, what's a way that you are experiencing nuance or duality like in your life right now? And also, what has making space for that given you access to yeah our conversation is really opening up the way that like duality for in the last couple three four years has been so potent in my life like the process of choosing to sell the business was so devastating and also at the same time I was saying yes to the love of my life and like a next chapter and I was so elated for that and really having to like sit in the duality which I still feel like um effects of that like are you yeah, know simmer grief. because it takes a long time to process those kinds of things yeah but like holding the grief and the excitement and like the true mm-hmm. like knowing this is the right path but also this is a really hard thing has been so present for me in the last few years and honestly it's just refreshing to like talk about because there's so much expectation around like just yesterday someone was like do you do you miss Athens and my answer was like sometimes you know like there are some things that I miss and some things that I absolutely don't and like that's what duality and like nuance gives us the space for and currently right now in my life in Colorado Springs at the beginning of this year, I took a role at the local core power yoga as the lead instructor. Ha! 
<laughs> and um, if you're unfamiliar, Core Power Yoga is the nation's largest corporate yoga chain that started in... Talk about the duality of harm and healing. That started in Denver. Um, and this, it started as like, I was feeling ready to teach again and wanting to be in community. And what I know about myself is that when I have somewhere to go where I'm responsible for something, I'm really good at building community. And without that external accountability, it's possible, but I'm just like much less likely to go do it or seek it out. So I knew I wanted a yoga studio. Surprisingly, there are not that many around here. Mm -hmm. And um, the style of like what Core Power offers actually came from Baptiste Power Yoga originally, which is uh, the framework that my studio kind of like came from also. So I knew that like the style is like kind of power yoga, da 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 I'm like, maybe I'll teach here. Well, the, the area manager of the two studios here in Colorado Spring was like, hey, we also have this other opening. Would you like to do this? Which I am wildly qualified for. It's like uh, giving teachers feedback, helping give feedback on programming, leading teacher training and programming, leading intensives and auditions, doing teacher development. So it's like a lot of the things that I am good at and really enjoy mm -hmm. about that I had owning my business without all of the other stuff of owning the business. And I just like part of the duality of this, right, is like Fuck corporate, fuck corporate. <laughs> like as an as like a concept, honestly. And totally. And especially something like corporate yoga. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like an ox. Like I was telling it to someone who's like yeah. out who works with my husband who's like outside of the yoga space totally. And I was like, this is kind of what I'm up to. It's corporate yoga. And he was like, isn't that like an oxymoron? And I was like, yes, totally. it is. Welcome to capitalism in America, the system that we live under. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I've started, I've been teaching there. I've been there a few months doing my role. Honestly, I'm having so much fun. Um, and the interactions with people have wildly countered my preconceived notions and ideas about what I assumed I would automatically get within the context of this environment. And that has been so refreshing and helpful for my hopefulness because I've gotten to have these like really beautiful connections with people in a space that I honestly a few years ago would have like never put myself in or like mm -hmm. let myself be open to but I was open to it in the moment and like have gotten a lot out of it and also like you know like been able to like take classes and feel really held as a student as well like some really solid teachers in this community um and along with that like simultaneously a full circle moment is like they have um while it's rooted in power yoga they also often have like hot yoga classes which is like the 26 postures that you hold, whatever. It's what I originally got into when I started practicing yoga. It was my gateway into myself because at the time, like it really met me where I was with what I needed, which was like to see myself in the mirror every day, to do the same thing over and over. Honestly, I was like scrutinizing myself often, but it did give me a place to show up to like unravel that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of internal conflicts I have about the origins of this of the hot yoga practice and where it came from. And even like a lot of the cues don't align with my um, learnings of athletic anatomy and just like the way the body works. And they have asked me to teach a hot yoga class. <laughs> So now I have a hot yoga class on the schedule, (laughs) which is like a full circle moment for me because I'm like, truly, I, this is like what brought me to where I am and allowed me to make such a big impact in my industry and community. And I've had a lot of like, honestly, like little T traumas from that practice that have kept me from even like going to that type of class and I so the first hot yoga class since I like joined this community and got this job my boss was like hey meet me at this class we're gonna take we're gonna take this class I was like okay here we go like my body knows what to expect I know what to expect I can do anything for 60 minutes and then (laughs) and then y'all I got to the other side of the class and it was like typically this practice doesn't have music but like the teacher played music the teacher held this container of like space and again I'll use the word generosity that just felt so um accessible for me I felt like I could like have my own practice within the framework of this very traditionally rigid practice and I left that class being like huh you know the nuance that is available is this what's possible yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we have here in Colorado Springs, there's just like, there used to be a few just like hot yoga studios. So there are like a lot of people who have been, they call them hotties. They just, they just come to hot yoga. <laughs> a lot of them, you the know? Hotties. And like, to me, yeah. it's been another layer of this, like, and this has been an ongoing theme in my journey as a yoga teacher, this concept of like, okay. Yes, and, which is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even remember, you know, like, as I've learned more and more and just, like, really want to honor the practice of yoga, I've been confronted over and over again with, like, okay, how do I feel okay about, like, mm-hmm. being a white woman and teaching yoga in America? Mm-hmm. And, like, this feels like a similar circumstance where I feel like, okay, I trust my own integrity I trust my own inner knowing. I trust I'll know if something is totally off and wrong. And like, Mm -hmm. not that I'll always know beforehand that it's harmful, but that I'm in the work of noticing when like, and being attuned to that noticing. Mm -hmm. And so if it's someone, if it's going to happen. also that you have the community, me. Yeah. To help hold me accountable. And so like, if, if this is going to exist if people you know people want to come do this practice um yoga in america is happening then Mm -hmm. i want someone like me being a part of it and like yeah i can do that and so here i am now with a hot yoga class on the schedule having taught it um three weeks now and it is a has been like a really welcome challenge like a refreshing challenge to me as a teacher also because it is a different style of teaching and it's been a fun like space Mm -hmm. to play with like okay who am I as a teacher what is this as a practice what does that look like together and it doesn't have to be right wrong good bad better than 
pretty ugly, mm-hmm. you know, like all of the things that we said, it gets to like be what it is in the moment and like the elements of connection and like holding space still exist and lol i never thought i'd be at a core power yoga teaching hot 26 Mm. and here we are (laughs) yeah and it's like the nuances is that every industry there is both the duality of harm and healing like the world of finance you know like creative finance could change the world um also creative finance has changed the world um in good ways and in bad ways and like the same thing like the industry of yoga exists and people who are in positions of privilege and power like i don't think that the the answer isn't opting out because you that's not a real thing you don't just get to opt out like pretending that it doesn't exist or just being like oh yeah i'm just not going to be part of that like totally have your boundaries for sure um have your boundaries how can you um how can you like support yourself so like for instance what i'm kind of speaking to is like um okay um i was looking i was uh something at like a um a health coach for weight watchers showed up as like would you like to apply for this job Absolutely not. (laughs) I could never, ever do health coaching at a Weight Watchers. And that is totally fine for me to know for myself, no, I will never work for a Weight Watchers. That feels really fine and clear. Um, And I can still do my job in other ways. You know what I mean? So like, yes, like have the boundaries for sure. And opting out, like it doesn't make health coaches bad. Yeah. Like opting out isn't the answer. And and also um uh I was thinking like so when you owned your own studio, there was um you had the power to make all of the decisions and then change systems accordingly, change classes accordingly, like whatever. Um so in a way like, yes, your studio was still part of the industry because it just was. Um, and also, you were creating all your own systems and all of that. Well, you don't own that studio anymore. So now you're not in the same literal position of power to, you know, you don't like, you're not suddenly the CEO of Core Power and you don't have the power to change every single system and every single thing. And, you're a great yoga teacher who within the containers of your classes, all of the power that maybe you had in your own studio to change the systems and all that, all of that in the way that you are with people, in the way that you speak to things, in the space that you hold, in the classes that you teach, all of that comes with you. So there are like, there's this specificity between like the being in a position of power and then being empowered Mm. to uphold your values and what you believe to be true that goes with you ruby wherever Mm -hmm. it is that you go Mm -hmm. and so it's like core power doesn't get to take that away from you well and also something that i'll say like along with that is like 
part of like this role that I've taken as a job is actually that like my voice mm-hmm. does get to get get to be heard. And like what I will say is that like on whatever layer, whatever, the company is interested in that. And even in like in my interview process, like there was one thing and I was like asked to like um, pretend like role play that I was like teaching this part of teacher training or whatever. And I was like, literally in the middle of an interview, I was like, I just, before I, before I start the exercise, I would literally not feel okay about saying that sentence that's on the page. So like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. like say it like that. And like, I was now in I your house begin. when you said that part on the interview. Ruby was like, I wouldn't teach that. So is there space <laughs> for me not to teach that? Or would I be, or would you guys, basically she was like, would you make me teach that? Because I wouldn't. And, <laughs> and then they were kind of like, uh, 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 say more. And Ruby was like, it's not a good alignment cue. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like kind of misleading. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I was like, okay, now I'll do it or whatever. And we got to the end of the interview and she was like, do you have any questions? And I was like, okay, well, honestly, like clearly what I feel present to is that maybe I'm not going to be allowed to use my expertise or ask questions or like offer this. And, you know, the response was, we want, we literally want that from you. Mm-hmm. And so while, yes, it is the kind of structure that when a structure gets that big, right, it's like building a skyscraper. Most people, while it is possible to burn it all down and start again, most people are not going to. And so it is like slow, like brick by brick. And mm-hmm. if I can help re-brick a few layers, cool. And also, like I said, have so much fun while I'm doing it because I'm like on the ground, boots on the ground. I'm getting to like do what I like, do what I'm good at. Um, and that there's so much. Uh, get paid. Yeah, get get paid real money. We need to get paid. Everybody needs to get paid. You know? <laughs> totally. And just like this making space for duality has given me the access to an opportunity for This, like, honestly, it's, like, stepping into that empoweredness that I already have in a way that works for me and the community in, like, a lot of ways. And it's, like, for me, it's easy money. I'm, like, Mm -hmm. this is shit I've done in a bigger, fuller way, and I'm, like, getting to do it in this more compact way and getting paid for it. I love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And it's so Absolutely, cute. Absolutely, yes. Because, you know, of course people are like, cool, so you have that, that's like your job, and then, you know, like the duality project. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the opposite. I'm like, this, the, t- the yoga th- stuff is my side job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is my totally. job. job. <laughs> this is the job job. And this is the, this is the job job. And this other stuff can pay my bills. And that's so reasonable. And I, and like, um, I remember in, uh, 2020, like, like, I think like Equinox took over SoulCycle, Equinox bought SoulCycle. And then turns out the CEO of Equinox was going to like some Trump luncheons and everybody just like lit up SoulCycle and, um, and there were some stories in the news about how um, people off the street were going into SoulCycle businesses and harassing the people at the front desk. 
And um, so then um, this gal that I knew basically uh, posted this thing on Instagram about like, um, you know, like you can't get mad at SoulCycle. I am not the problem. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, let's go ahead and like separate all those things. Like Ruby, you're Ruby. You are not core power. And Ruby is in the, is in the practice of showing up authentically with all of her 10 years of knowledge and experience and, um, expertise. Like you're in your integrity within, within this ginormous is it a worldwide? It's nationwide. Nationwide. Um, so like there's, my point is, is that no matter the system, there's space to like opting out doesn't evolve the system. Well, it's like, I love to say, play the game by our own rules. And, like, it's such a mm-hmm. reflection of, like, life, you know? Yes. Kate and I, we're both major idealists. We have big plans for the world, including a mm-hmm. brand new shared language. And <laughs> the, the... Global s- language the that s- isn't English. The systems that are in place, that's not just going to be, like, overturned, reopted into, you know, I'm just, you know, it's tax season. I'm like thinking about taxes. I'm like, wow, I wish we just had like a sales tax and no one had to like think about or do taxes. And then it's like, yeah, it's like they don't send you a bill in the mail, but then you can still get it wrong. And then they do send you a bill in the mail. And you're like, this is a fucked up game that you guys are playing with us. How dare you? You are setting us all up for failure. That is rude. But even, you know, like as, as human creatures, um, resistant to change, even like, even if we pretended that the government was like, yeah, taxes suck. We're going to turn it all into sales taxes. Food doesn't count. But anything else you buy is 30% or whatever. Like, people would freak out even even if conceptually it's like, this is the better option. And so it's like a little bit in the world, there's like a, it, there's no like one winning way. And so how do we like navigate the waters together in a way where we're each mm-hmm. in our own integrity? And the more that we're each in our own integrity, the more we create a system of integrity to where the things that must change must change. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed, like, for myself, the more I, like, in the places where I have decided, um, fuck that, I'm opting out of this, I don't do that, um, those are now places where I have no influence. Mm. And so it's like, is that actually That's a good in my point. like idealist kind of way? Is that actually the next right thing to do? And I mean, right according to me. And again, that is a nuanced thing. There are some places where I have had to opt out for my well-being. And I don't care about being in a person of influence in that space because it's more detrimental to me than it is positive influence from me. Um, and that's fine. And there are places where I'm like, wow, I really opted out of that. Um, and that maybe wasn't the right thing to do. I feel like it's that you're speaking to, you know, like the part of us that's like, I would never, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I thought that, okay. I thought, listen, we can rewind. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that about like, I broke up with my 
previous boyfriend because I was like, I will never live in Blue Ridge. I get with my husband. My business is having a hard time. We had to move to Blue Ridge (laughs) for like six months, you know, like, LOL. And and like ran into the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend. And he's like, what are you doing here? And you're like, it's really crazy because I know we just broke up because I would never move here. But like, yeah, so I live here now. It's very cute that the universe will humble us in these Mm -hmm. ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just such a good reminder that, like, nothing is absolute. And it's like you're saying, Kate, like, even even the things that, like, I've had to opt. And I would never take away options. Yeah. Well, and even that, I mean, I do think it's, like, we can safely say, like, neither of us will ever work at Weight Watchers as an entity. You know, like no, you mentioned fuck that. that. I would never. <laughs> but there are other ways, you know, like I had opted out of the Hot 26 Hot Yoga practice. And mm-hmm. in the last two months, I've taken it quite a few times and it feels good in my body, you know? So like, and I've gotten something new out of the experience. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, you know, like the work that we do and with space and time and practice and self-study sometimes places that were closed off and it's fine for them to be closed off open back up sometimes they never do sometimes places that were open close off in the same way that relationships end in the same way that seasons of our lives pass you know like we go through literal like to say that there's a phase of life is such a reasonable way to speak to it because we all have concurrent Mm -hmm. phases of life and it really is just like in the present moment and you know we start presence today in the self study program like presently what is available you know like presently what is the game that exists and then like what is the rule that i want to like live by what does mm-hmm. integrity and empowerment look like for me mhm yeah i want i have to pee so bad i have to pee so bad too okay <laughs> And we're back. Okay, Kate, I want to hear about your current experience yeah. of duality. Well, in your life. Lord. Um, okay, um, I've moved back into my childhood home, which years ago I told my dad, um, I was like, Dad, I'm never going to want to live in that house. I don't know why you still have this house. You should absolutely just sell this house. And here I am. I'm currently sitting in my sister's childhood bedroom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that boyfriend. Did I talk about the boyfriend? Or was that on the Instagram live? That was in the pod. Okay, so like. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he had been like, I'm going to want to move back to Richmond. And I've been like, never. Absolutely not. And here I am. (laughs) And I love it here. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Um, Also, do you see the light coming into my room from my disco mushroom? Me too. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, like, what has leaning into nuance and duality brought me depth and healing. Um, So in 
2007 on like a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. in July or something like that. Um, my sister was home from college and I, she's four years older than me. So I was about to go off to college that summer. Our parents told us that we had a 10 a.m. family meeting, which in my family was not something that we had. Um, we were supposed to be talking about calendars or something. And, you know, Ruby's family has meetings and manifestos and, you know, and I just absolutely love that. And and really like Ruby, I have like a longing for that. And I, I think that that's probably something that draws me to you is that you have mm -hmm. this as like a grounded family practice. And it's something that like I long for. And now in like, so sweet in like the family of us you know now we have that because we've created that and that's really special so anyways yeah um, grew up episcopalian you know episcopalian ministers in my family episcopalian church every single sunday uh i was in four paid church choirs um my senior year of high school uh, I did the liturgical dancing at church on whatever the season was. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Epis I'm really trying to drive home Episcopalian because on this particular um, Saturday morning, <laughs> so my sister and I come down the stairs. We can really sleep in, so we had to, like, set alarms so that we could be up. And something also about uh, my upbringing was that, like, you don't, it, it, my upbringing, I am not wearing a bra right now, but um, in my upbringing, you couldn't just show up without a bra onto a thing where other people were, you know, like, oh my God, what would they say? So my sister and I come like stumbling out of bed in the morning to have our family meeting and there's an adult man in the house. Turns out his name is, get this, Charlie Brown. So Charlie Brown is in our <laughs> house and me and my sister are like, you know, like covering up our boobs and our jammies and we're like, Sorry, who are you and why are you here? And also, we're supposed to be having a family meeting right now. Like, you're in the wrong place. You should probably leave. Like, what So the you fuck? should probably leave. And also, it turns out he's a Presbyterian minister. And so also, like, we were like, we don't do that. <laughs> what? And I remember him looking out in the backyard. And so me and my sister were standing there. And he was like, you all have such a beautiful home, such a lovely home. And my sister and I were like, mm-hmm, what the fuck are you doing here? And he sat down and he told us that our parents were getting divorced. And so like, then my mom moved out, my dad kept the house, uh, like, so like, and then like a week later I went off to college. So I had had, you know, my childhood here and then I just left and then, um, Bless that boyfriend. He helped me move out of college. Um, and because I was flunking out of college, because I was just like, you know, spiraling, you know, like what on earth? My, it felt like my whole like life's rug had gotten like swept out from under me. And um, the plan for a minute was for me to move back home, you know, cause I was flunking out of college and I was like, where, should, where do I go? And then I was like, well, I guess I'll go back home. And I remember I had my car full of shit and I got here and I was like, I can't stay here. Like, I don't know this place anymore. And so I moved in with that boyfriend for a while. And, um, yeah, long story short, here I am back here. And, um, I'm having an entirely different experience of the place and of like 
what my childhood really felt like and it feels like a lot of um like one by one it kind of feels like missing pieces are being like put back together what is that word in japanese ruby where mm. you when something breaks and it gets molded back together with gold wabi-sabi oh no wait i was gonna say that but that's not right no wabi-sabi is like perfection like perfect in the imperfection but there is a specific name for that process and i have a book about it okay if you find it let us know okay but that feels a little bit like what's happening for me like um like that so much of and my dad even shared this with me my dad shared it with me my mom shared it with me my sister shared it with me they were kind of like like I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, because there's just so much emotion around this house specifically and like the childhood Mm. and the divorce. And um, yeah, a lot of fear that like this might set me back, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like take me back to all of that. Um, But it's almost like because I've been away from here for such a long time. Yeah, I'm just having like a totally different, obviously, I'm 33 years old now and I'm having a completely different experience with things like, okay, this kind of feels like a little metaphor. Uh, before my before my parents moved here, they um, lived in Pennsylvania near um, like Amish country, Pennsylvania. And so we we grew up with a lot of like, there's this beautiful wooden table that is like, handmade Amish furniture, um, you know, that's now 38 years old or whatever that I eat breakfast at every day now. But there was like a, um, a cutting board, a big, heavy, like butcher block cutting board. And when I found it, when I first got here, like I remember it from growing up, it was the one that uh, anytime there was like meat, cause there's like a moat around it, you know, for the juice. <laughs> and uh, when I found it, um, at first I had that like tender remembering of that thing. And then uh, it was broken in half. Well, I've put it back together and now I use it. And it's this beautiful, I mean, I didn't put it back together with gold. I put it back together with wood glue. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, are you kind of following that? Yeah. The Um, word is um, Kintsuji. And or Kintsukuroi. I should look up how to pronounce it. Um, yeah. What Can a beautiful thing. Us? Yes. K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. And can you tell us? Which stands for golden joinery. So then, yeah, that second word Kintsukuroi. We will find the, ex- the how to pronounce that. But that means golden repair. So it's the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the breakage with lacquer that's dusted or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. As a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise. Yeah, I love that. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's kind of what I feel like my experience here is has been like. I feel a lot of like, um, yeah, maybe those pieces that I've wanted to like shove down or like opt out of or like pretend like that never happened or feel like I've moved on just because time or whatever. Um, and there's, I don't know where I read this, but it's like, I feel like a lot of times we hear that like um, time heals all wounds or whatever. And it's like, no, it actually doesn't. It depends on what you do in that time. Mm. Like it's not just going to naturally heal. That actually like isn't how that happens. Because like what if you pick at that wound every single day? What if that, what if, I don't know, whatever. Um, it's actually like what you do in that time. And so... Um, yeah, I kind of had like a, um, it was probably this time last year where I even had the idea to come back here. And when I first kind of mentioned it, I'm certain that my dad didn't take me seriously. And then all of a sudden I was just like here and he was like, what are you doing? Here you are and, and you've like, painted the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, um. You know, like the full circle part about like that boyfriend is that he wanted to like really create a home with me and I was not at all in a place where that felt like an okay thing to do. I didn't want that at all. And um, now I'm like creating a home again in a home that like, has yeah in a home that has felt broken you know and it's like i feel like i'm getting to be the little gold sliver of putting it back together oh, yes yeah yeah and so very much like the nuance of that is that it obviously also is an emotional thing so like yeah there's a lot of stuff that i'll just like randomly i'll find something and i'll be like oh wow this makes me sad and then also um that that like ex getting to like express the sadness around all these like tiny little things has felt like um, maybe it's like getting the grief that it deserves, mm. getting space for the grief that it deserves. Yeah, what I really hear from your sharing is the way that yes and gives us access to a fuller, more dynamic experience as a human mm -hmm. like the the capacity to choose yes and means that even though it was a no for you before moving back home was a yes and that has given you like depth and healing and like a place for that grief that probably like certain parts of it have never had anywhere to go right because of like when that happened in your life um, and that like when we come from the openness and curiosity and like really availability to life, that duality gives us permission for that there is the opportunity to create a new experience of life and like create something new or like bring our full bodied selves into being in a different kind of fuller way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like yes with the house and like yes for me and also that now means that I'm living in the same city that my parents live in 
And so I'm like seeing them more often and we're having, um, you know, conversations about things that like, um, in the past it would be like somebody comes to visit for a couple days and, you know, like you don't really have like, I don't know, you don't really have those like meaningful conversations in a visit like that because you're just trying to visit and eat, I don't know, <laughs> and go do something. <laughs> But, like, here it's, like, you know, my dad comes over here every day, and he's got, he works on something, and he's doing something, and, um, yeah, we had quite a thing about the paint color the other day, and um, if we had just been visiting, we wouldn't have had to, ha we wouldn't have gotten to have um, a robust, in-depth conversation, because uh, it wasn't really about the paint color. You know what I mean? And like when you're never busy, is, then you just talk about the paint color. But now I've had 17 years away from here to develop myself as an adult. And now I know we're not really talking about the paint color. Like, yes, let's do talk about the paint color because that's part of it. And also like because I have more skills now and like access to myself now. Those conversations are different. And um, speaking of willpower, something that is really beautiful that um, the universe has brought me with this house is a housemate. And her name is Missy, and Missy is in her 60s. She has her PhD in sociology. She's excellent. She's just like truly excellent. And so like she has gotten to witness some of this stuff like um, with my dad, you know, and, and it brings up a lot of emotions for me, you know, and I'm crying and, and she's there in the house so that I don't have to willpower myself back into like right being regulated. She's there. And like, she has similar family dynamics. Um, and so she sees me like Missy really sees me. And that's such a gift that this house has brought to me. Somebody who really sees me um and is able to like keep mm. me um hold me kind of in a way through this like processing and all of this stuff that's coming up <sighs> yeah wow yeah. this has been like a whole i just feel like the last two hours have been like a whole cathartic thing we're like this is truly like how it started this is how it's going there's been how some like going. full circle <laughs> moments yeah and you know like I think um even the uh the like um the fact that we've even given ourselves permission to have full circle mm. stuff is it's like so what does yes and offer you it offers you full circle obviously hello and i say obviously because of us what we just shared yeah what we just shared yeah um mm -hmm. and something that we've always been really present to is that like um so for me with the gym, you remember when we decided that we, uh, when we practiced or worked out or whatever you wanted, when we moved our bodies in a class that we wouldn't wear our shirts? Mm hmm Yeah. So that we could experience, like, 
our bodies jiggling, our belly rolls, so that we would see it if somebody took our pictures. There are so many pictures of us where we weren't wearing our shirts that then got posted to the internet that like, if I had been having to choose that picture, I never would have chosen it, but then there it just is on the internet, and I would force myself to like look at that and be like, I, girl, I fucking love you. I love you, I love the way that you look in this photo, um, you are doing great. This is what you look like, you know? And so it kind of feels like that a little bit. Like, um, I know that there's absolutely nothing in the world that I can teach that I don't practice myself. Mm. And, um, so if, if you are interested in or freaked out by the idea of full circle moments, hello, same, welcome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And the answer isn't to force yourself to go. The answer isn't to right. Force yeah, yourself. totally. It's not like do the do the thing to like get there faster or like go ahead and yeah. do it to face it. It's it's that like what what we're speaking to has been like in perfect timing for us. And like, mm -hmm. that's what the yes and opens up an availability and an openness to what arises. And I think it's mm -hmm. such a beautiful thing about growth. I think it's like uh, growth has cycles and seasons, right? Like mm -hmm. just like nature. And so it's like this one particular area of life was lying dormant in winter and it's getting like a new spring and like a new experience of that. Like in growth mm -hmm. kind of like, I think growth is like full circle moments. That makes sense to me that it would be. That you flower at some point and then it dies and then eventually sometime it flowers again. And maybe, you know, like in a whole different way, but it like holds the experience or context of or like meaning of that thing before mm -hmm. or maybe it's like us and it's like literal yeah. literal just like here you go you said you'd never be here here you go <laughs> you know there are some flowers that you're not supposed to deadhead because they um suck back in the nutrients that were in the flower and they like suck it back mm. in they regenerate or whatever and then so, like, you're not supposed to deadhead them. And then there are other plants where you are supposed to deadhead them so that then they can continue to evolve and grow. And, um, yeah, I like that imagery. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea that, like, everything we go through is, like, compost, right, for our new mm -hmm. growth. Yeah. Everything has nutrients in it to be absorbed. Mm-hmm. And duality, like, gives us the room to see that. Mm -hmm. And to also recognize the things that need to be deadheaded so that we can evolve and grow, you know? Totally. Yeah. The MySelf Study Practice gives you the skills and techniques to explore your feelings, identify your needs, set boundaries, and communicate clearly and compassionately so that who you want to be aligns with how you actually show up. The MySelf Study Practice offers a container for inquiry and self-discovery. It's a place for you to land. 
When you give yourself a framework for accountability, you open yourself to the possibilities that are awaiting you. The self-study program and one-on-one self-study coaching fosters autonomy, yes and thinking, and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. May you be happy. May you be nurtured. May you have generosity. May you come full circle. Thanks so much for being here. See you next time.